You're listening to The Mind Podcast. Hi guys, our guest today will discuss the ongoing journey of severe depression and anxiety and how social media impacts his day-to-day life. Introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Terrell Clarecoats, social media TikTok star. <laughs> TikTok star. <laughs> hey. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll just dive right in. So, what has your experience with mental health and mental illness been? Um, it's been a long one, probably, I don't know, four years. Kind of started in high school which I feel like it does for most kids, mm-hmm. for anyone really. So I kind of, I don't know, I just noticed like the way I was feeling was kind of different than I feel like most people were feeling. Obviously, lots of other people feel that as well. But yeah, I'd say grade 11 probably it started. And then my mom noticed and it was just being tired. The motivation wasn't there. And then... The crazy part is I didn't do anything about it up until just before quarantine started, actually. So then just before it's, yeah. So I kind of just dealt with it, all these thoughts. And then I ended up going to the doctor to talk about it. Went into (laughs) severe, (laughs) I don't know what that was. Went into like severe counseling, actually. It was crazy. Like five times a week, homework. That's a lot. Yeah, it was. It was a lot. But I mean, it's good. Like, I feel like people are afraid to talk about their issues, you know, their mental health with a counselor, which I obviously was too. That's probably why it took me so long to go. Mm -hmm. But once you do it, I feel like it, you know, you kind of get comfortable with them after a few sessions. And it really, especially doing it that aggressively, it really helped a ton. And then you can continue. Okay. (laughs) Um, so from there on in, I did those five sessions a week, like an hour and then did the homework. And then we got, I got on sertraline, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a, um, depression medication. So on that, and I'm still on that to this day. So that also helped too which I was diagnosed with that my brain chemicals, the reason why I was depressed is they're not normal as to some people. So I had to be put on sertraline. So it just kind of helps the brain a little bit, pump more serotonin in. Right. That's quite a journey, actually. Yeah. Um, How long was your therapy? Like, I know you said an hour, five times a week, but like over the course of it, how long? Um. Well, actually, it was, I'd say only a month and a half. And that was only because um, COVID hit and they mm-hmm. shut down everything. So I couldn't go. They had to shut down. She wanted to do um, phone call meetings. But from doing it that aggressively, and I'm pretty, besides the fact of struggling with the depression, the anxiety, my mind is pretty strong. So I didn't feel like, I felt like after those sessions for a month and a half I was pretty much good I just kept working on myself on my own especially because I had all these papers this homework that I had to do had to keep it so it was cut short it probably would have went for a lot longer but it was only a month and a half and then we were isolated 
Do you feel like the isolation helped or hurt? Um, I feel like in some sense it helped, but in a sense it, it was worse, especially because talking to my mom after the counseling sessions got canceled, um, it's good to be around people, especially mm -hmm. when you're not doing too well, you know, friends help family, obviously you're with, I was with my family, so that was good, but it's good to be around friends that make you laugh. And I wasn't, so I'm sure that made it harder, but I feel like the quarantine, the quarantine is what got me to start TikTok. I only started, I started in April. So I feel like that was the one good thing that came out of it. Cause I used TikTok to kind of help with the anxiety and the depression. Like it was nice. It was like an outlet. So I'd just go on and shoot videos and then that's how we ended up at Where this point. At? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, was that your intention? Like to get yeah. big? Yeah, I would say so. I, even before I started TikTok, my goal was always to model, to act, whatever it was. I just want, I knew that I wanted to be famous. Like I wanted to walk down the street and people would know who I was. So once I, when I started TikTok, that, that was the main goal. So, I mean, I was kind of shooting videos because I was like, I need to do this to become famous. But then once you get, you start to do it more and more, it starts to become fun. Like I enjoy doing it now, you do. which is cool because now it's become a job in a sense. I mean, it's not like TikTok's the actual job, but the brand deals and everything that comes in hand with it. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, that was definitely was the goal to, I was looking for that fame. And then the outlet to other stuff, obviously, because once you have that following, then there's more opportunities. A lot of people are like modeling agencies have contacted me because you kind of you're more known. It's easier to get mm -hmm. yourself out there. All that right. stuff. Right. <laughs> that seemed to work out really well for you. Yeah, I feel like it was, it was a bit of luck. Yeah. But yeah, well, definitely some hardships hard now. Too. Like, yeah, hard work. For, oh, yeah five or six videos every single day I just sat there and shot videos all day but mm -hmm. as you know I got locked out of both my accounts so that put a little setback on where we were heading but hopefully we jump back to it right how long how long have you been locked out um November 10th so what is that today's 14th so four days out of both it was the same day do you think they had anything to do with each other? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. I think the Instagram was just hacked. TikTok was locked out. I don't know. It's, it just seems awfully ironic. I know that it would happen on the exact same day, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely tough. I've lost 3,000 followers on Instagram from the hacker. So that was kind of tough on the mental health too, actually, that standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I found, I don't know how, but I found your other TikTok and I saw some of the stuff you were posting and I was like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, I was just laying in bed. I was just mad, but usually I can get through those things. Sometimes you just wake up and you're like, I'm just done with life. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're just done with life, but if you just always got to power through and I mean I know I'm going to get both accounts back right. but it's just it's tough because those four days 
a lot of people wouldn't realize, but those four days, like that's probably me missing out on 400,000 followers on TikTok that I probably wow. would have gained in those four days. Dang. And then probably like 20,000 on Instagram, 30,000 on Instagram. But instead I lost 3,000 and then we just been at a standstill. So I feel like that's what's really played, like especially this past week, the whole mental health standpoint lose it you know because it's it's turned into a job you always have to grow mm -hmm. which I also feel like is the curse of me starting TikTok whereas I started it and it helped with the mental health however once you get bigger and bigger it's all about following it's always about views it's about you know like I'm starting YouTube now we've got like 5,000 subscribers on there and it's you're always worried about the growth and stuff which also takes a toll on your mental health you're always looking at it so that's also been hard. Hard how? Um, you know, you just, first thing you think about when you wake up, how many followers did I get? You're always, you're con I'm constantly worried about how my growth is doing on Instagram, on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. No, I haven't even posted on YouTube yet, but it's still growing for whatever reason, but it just, and then if it, something doesn't go well, video that you thought was gonna do good, doesn't do good, or Instagram posts doesn't get as many likes, it, it kind of messes with your brain a little bit like it yeah yeah it sounds stressful actually it is it is super it's like all day constant stress that sounds exhausting <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely it's, it's super exhausting and I feel like a lot of people don't understand like if you're on the outside like I wouldn't have understood before I started TikTok and got to where I am with the platform that I have, which I mean, isn't a crazy platform yet, but it's doing well, but you don't see like how hard it actually is once you get to a certain point to post all the time, worry about this, worry about YouTube. It's, it's way harder than I thought it would ever be before I even started. Right. Yeah. I, I think people are just now starting to talk about how fame and following and being an influencer kind of affect them mentally and i don't know probably physically for some people um but i wonder do you feel like it's going to get better like your mental health will get better like you'll get used to it is what i'm trying to say i think so i think it kind of depends on your mindset like for me personally, like I can't speak for anyone else because I know a lot of people, especially once you get bigger, there's more hate. The bigger I've gotten, the more hate comments I get, but I can handle that really well because it doesn't, none of that stuff phases me, but I know that other TikTokers struggle with it. So in turn with more followers, it gets better in the fact that there's more opportunities in life that are just amazing. But I feel like it's the bigger you get, the harder it gets in your mental health. So I wouldn't say the mental health aspect of it is going to really get better, but you have to know how to, it's all controlling your brain, you know, don't let your mind control you, control your mind. Right, right. Yeah. A lot of people have a really hard time with that, actually. Like, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's human nature. It's, it's so hard. Usually, most of the time, nine out of 10 people, their mind is controlling them. But that's. What was your diagnosis? Um, that I had depression and anxiety really bad. I had, when I went to the doctor, I got diagnosed with severe depression, 
and then mild anxiety. But the weird thing was, is after I got diagnosed, the anxiety started to get worse. And then that's when I went on sertraline. Cause it also helps with the anxiety as well. It's mostly for depression, but it, it like has a little bit of an effect on the anxiety. And I was having severe panic attacks. So that's why I got on it. Hmm. Like almost went to the hospital one time, felt like I couldn't breathe, which is the weird part of it is, is that you're fine. Mm-hmm. Just you have to control your mind. So now I don't get panic attacks anymore. I can feel, sometimes I can feel panic attacks coming. And that's what I talk about too um, with TikTok. I don't know if you follow me like constantly, but talking about like mental health and anxiety, a lot of my fans are struggling with that and I'll be more open with them through the app than I feel like some creators would. And it's because I've learned to kind of control that anxiety so I can feel it coming. Like I'll have anxiety attacks that and I can sense it coming, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it won't even face me. Like I can just keep doing whatever I'm doing if I'm out and about. I've learned to kind of control my mind and know that it's it's not really anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Oh, well, I guess it wasn't that important then. Um, dang. Where was I going with that? Now I'm bummed out. It felt like a good question in my head. Uh, oh, well. Um, so you said you were... You said your junior year you first yeah. noticed? So like 17? Yeah, around 17, I feel like, for sure, 100%. Now, why did it take you so long to go get help? Um, I feel like I was. it was because I was too scared to talk to someone about it, which I feel like is the majority of why people don't get counseling is because it's, it's hard to open up and even talk to your parents. Luckily me and my parents are close, so I could talk to them, but it's hard to go to someone you don't know, sit down with them, work through what's going on inside your mind. So it it took me a long time to kind of work up the courage to go, especially considering I wasn't living at home when I was 17. I was, I was playing hockey at that time. So I was away from home. So I didn't have anyone really to push me to, get up and be like, oh, I'm going to go to counseling. I'm going to go talk about all these feelings I have that are messing with my mental health. And then once quarantine, just before quarantine, I was back at home. And my mom actually is what really pushed me to go. So I feel like you need that push from someone too. If you're too scared to go, someone's got to push you. It's it's hard to go. It is. It is. Um, That's kind of one of my goals here. Uh, We've seen a huge drop in just people reaching out in general um, just over quarantine pretty much and so I'm like we got to do something about it because as optimistic as I would like to be and pretend like oh people are just utilizing their coping skills unfortunately I don't think that's the case so I'm hoping that we can spread a little more awareness by letting people know that like you said even though you get bigger and bigger, it's almost like your problems get bigger and bigger. Yeah, it does. It is pretty much like that. I feel like. Yeah. The bigger you get, the more stressful it gets. Right. And that's not very helpful (laughs) for your mental health, at least. Yeah, no. Um, Do you feel like 
because at this point do you feel like you're like winning people's approval like playing that game i'd say in a sense yeah i feel like with social media you're always looking for the approval it, it, i mean it depends on the person but i mean i know for sure that when I'm posting videos, you know, you're looking to gain followers. You're looking like whether you want to look good in them, however you're going about your videos, Instagram, anything, you're looking to impress people. You want them to follow you. You know, you're worried about what they think. Same with talent agencies, people signing you, everything. It's it's constantly, I'd say 100%. And that takes a toll, right? It does, yeah. It's tough, but I feel like everything social media wise takes a toll on your mental health. And that's what they say too. I mean, you talk about it, everyone's like, social media is terrible for your mental health, which I mean, it is, but I don't know. It's a, it's a pretty cool aspect of what you can do with social media and with a following. So it kind of, I feel like that overpowers the bad parts of social media. Like it for outweighs, me anyway. Yeah. And outweighs you know, the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. Um, as long as, I guess, you don't let it eat you away. <laughs> yeah. Which I could assume would be pretty easy if you didn't have any experience with counseling or, you know. Yeah, I'd like say, yeah, 100%. If I didn't have counseling before, it probably would have eaten me more than it has. Because it has. You know, there's days when it's like, whether it's videos not doing good or the, the accounts getting locked out of, it messes with you hard enough. I feel like if I didn't have counseling, it would probably mess me up pretty bad. Exactly. Well, that's, I mean, it's convenient timing you had. Yeah. I feel <laughs> um, like I, I met a few friends through um, TikTok that are in the States and stuff. They're pretty large creators as well. And most of them, besides a few, actually started in quarantine too. It's like a, a bunch of people were like, what am I going to do with my life? I'm sitting at home and I can't go outside. Oh, I'm just going to start TikTok. And then you you push for it. You build a following and it, it does change your life. It's it's crazy. What were you doing before? Um, nothing, actually. Because before I started TikTok, I was doing the counseling. And I was on, I was on medical employment insurance. Cause my, the depression was really bad. The anxiety was bad, panic attacks. So I, I feel like I probably could have worked, but technically I was granted the ability not to work because it's like it, your mental health is important. So I wasn't actually doing anything before for those, that month and a little bit before too, like three months before I wasn't doing anything. Were you living on your own? Um, I was. Before Christmas, I moved home to Cranbrook during Christmas because that's when my mental health got really bad. And that's why I moved home. So where I'm at right now, which is Kelowna, BC, that's where I was living before. Moved home, got into counseling, went on medical employment insurance. And then once the whole COVID happened, got locked down. And then that's when I started TikTok. So I haven't worked an actual job in like a year. That must be nice. Yeah, it's 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 lucky for sure. 
Yeah. Well, it it's lucky, but you did work hard, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, yeah, 100%. Were you open to medication? Um, or did they you suggest mean like, it? Uh, they suggested it. I didn't really know much about depression pills, whether there's, there's a few different ones, you know, sertraline is what I'm on. I didn't know much about it, but they did recommend it. And when they first said, they said, we can get you on it. And I declined them. I said, I don't want to go on anything at first. Mm -hmm. Cause I was kind of a little skeptic. I wasn't really open to, you know, taking pills for your mental health. Cause I feel like people think like you're weird, you know, like you have to take medication for mental, like that's was, I feel like that was my thought process on it. But after I declined them, it got really bad. And then that's when I went back in and got on it. And now that's why I say like opening up about it. It's like, if you need medication, go on medication. There's no issues with, you know, like we have to normalize mental health. We have to normalize taking antidepressants because a lot of people do. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it literally save lives. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, it's helped me immensely. And you said you're still on it, right? Yeah. Still think, to this day. Do you think you'll be on it forever? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd probably, you can, you can stay on it forever. There is people that do. I know that depending on your dosage, but I don't, I feel like I probably won't be on it forever, but I mean, I, I don't know. I could. So really knows? we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have side effects? Uh, yeah. At first, the, the, when you first start um, antidepressants, mine anyway, you get lightheaded. I got a few side effects just when I was starting. You started a small dose, work your way up to the dose you're supposed to be taking. Um, but now there's no side effects. So I just take it. It's almost like you don't really notice it, but it just kind of, I feel like it, it depends on the person because some people it makes you sleepy therefore you'd have to take it before bed for me it kind of gives me energy so I usually take it during the day and you can notice a, a bit of a mood change but I'd say that there the only side effects now is if you stop taking it because once you get on something like that it's a it's a different type of medication where you have to work your body into it and then it's constantly in your system and you're just taking it to like refill but as soon as you get off of it, and if you don't use a doctor's help to go down in dosage until you're like completely off, it causes um, anxiety attacks. You feel like you have the flu. So it's basically like if you're quitting drugs, cold turkey. Yeah. You get yeah. withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Really bad withdrawal symptoms. And I've had it before because there's been days where I've just forgot for three days. And then you start, you'll notice it right away. You'll, I'll feel sick, lightheaded anxiety so that, that that's the only side effects now if you, if you stop taking it it's a good reminder though yeah <laughs> um do you feel like your mental illness helped you in a way i feel like or hurt you um i'd say that it helped i feel like regardless whether you have issues with your mental health or not counseling is never a bad option 
because it's good to talk, you know, everyone's dealing with something in their own way. Your mind is just so complex. You're always thinking about stuff. Everyone overthinks everyone's, you know? So I feel like because of the mental health issues I was going through, it led me to go into counseling, which kind of helps you learn more about yourself, how to handle not just your mental health, but even situations, stressful situations, anything to do with, you know, that's going to cause you anxiety. So I feel like it helped a lot. And now my mind is a lot stronger. It's easier for me to control thoughts, not overthink, control my mind. So I'd say it, it helped in that sense. You said that you moved home because your mental health was getting really bad. What triggered that? Did something trigger it? Um, yeah. Um, an ex-girlfriend. They're notorious for that. I know. It's like, it's every time it's always, it's always over a girl. Always. So you guys like broke up and that just. Yeah, we broke up. And then that's when it kind of got bad. Felt like, you know, like for anyone, I feel like, especially at that, at my age, well, that was over a year ago at that age, it's kind of feels like your world's ending. So I think that kind of made it worse. And then it just kind of, you're not doing anything about it. You're just letting it build and build. And then I think that's when it got really bad. I went home and then got help. (laughs) Sorry. Dogs are barking. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The women. No, (laughs) (laughs) I can say that because I am one. Yeah, I won't. I won't say that on the podcast. We don't need people to hear me say that. No, no, they. um, Everyone has bad breakups, no matter whose fault it is. Yeah, hundred percent. No, it's good though. It's a it's a growing exercise, really. If you don't get your heart broken. You're not going to grow, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. So That's true. And sometimes yeah, I don't regret any of it. You learn more from pain sometimes. Exactly, yeah. Unfortunately. I know it is the unfortunate part of life, but yeah, I definitely don't regret, regret the relationship, anything to do with it. It helps. You just learn from all of it. Right, right. What kept you motivated? Um, for TikTok? No, no. Did you just keep going? Like, did you ever feel suicidal? Yeah. 100%. I don't necessarily say that I would have done anything about it. Because it's one point to be suicidal and, and do it. And it gets serious. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for some people, it's kind of like, they're just going to, you know, you're thinking it in your head, but it's a, it'd be a scary thing to do. You'd have to be really full blown over the deep end, yeah. which people have to get to get to that point where they actually do something about it, where they, you know, kill themselves, whatever. But I wasn't there, but I thought about it. I was always like, you know, like, I don't want to be alive. You know, I just think about that. Or sometimes I'd say it, mm-hmm. but Never, ne- never to the point where I d- did any self-harm. That's good. Yeah. 
did you ever say it to like your mom or your family member or friend? Yeah, hundred percent. Sometimes. That's even true. yeah. Yeah, I'd say friends. It would. It, it's gonna scare anyone, obviously, because then you don't, you know, because and if you you never really know what someone's going through, so that's gonna scare my mom. It didn't necessarily scare her. She was like, you. She's pretty. I don't know. It's hard to explain the type of woman she is, but she's <laughs> stuff doesn't really phase her. It's gonna make her sad, but she knows that it's not. Good. She she just knows me too well. Yeah, she's like you. And just, she handled it. It's all talk. Yeah, and she handled it really well. You know, she helped me and got me into counseling, which is, can't thank her enough for doing that. But yeah, she was good. She helped me the most through it for sure. So she was your biggest supporter. Yeah, always has been. Does she support what you're doing now? Uh, yeah, 100%. She didn't, I don't know, It's hard, She 100% she does now. But I feel like at the start, no one really supported it. No one understands TikTok. Like the only people that understand the business side of TikTok or the the money standpoint of TikTok, obviously you don't make money straight from TikTok. It's not like you just hop on TikTok, post a video and you're making money. But the, the brand deals, the opportunities, I don't think anyone understood that. And I kind of was researching it while I was building my following. So I knew, and she was like, you know, COVID was starting to settle down a little bit where I was. And she was like, get a job. Quit sitting in my basement shooting videos. <laughs> and I just kept saying no, because I, I, I hate work. Hated getting up in the morning, working a seven to three. So I was like, I'm not going. She'd get all mad. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to be famous. That's what I used to say to her during quarantine. I just kept saying, I'm going to be famous. And that was oh. that. And then... I just kept, she was getting, she was mad about it for sure, 100%. But I just kept pushing with it. And then now we're here now. I don't need to get a job. So now she, now she supports it. She did a little bit. She was like, okay, fine. But now she's, you know, she understands. She helps right. too. She's like my side manager. Hey, that's convenient. Kind of like yeah. a, the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> you got exactly a momager. Like a momager. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. What were you doing for work before? You said seven to three. Those are crap hours. They are crap. I was doing, I was on and off jobs a lot. The job I had right before I moved home, I worked at a restaurant, Cactus Club. And you probably, you would, I don't think you know what it is because they've only, they haven't expanded to the States. It's probably the most, I don't know how to say it. It's like the most luxurious dining in Canada, but it's not like, not like, like chain restaurant. It's the most luxurious chain dining restaurant. So there's like, obviously, you know, Boston pizzas. Yeah, obviously. No, no. no. That's, is that Canada? That's only Canada too, I think. I don't know. What's a chain? It's like McDonald's, except all Fancy. in Canada. Yeah, McDonald's is like the low, even though it's so mm -hmm. good. And Cactus, where I was working, was like the, the fancy chain throughout Canada. Okay. So that's where I was working. So it was usually from eight till five. The normal. The normal, or yeah. And then obviously like 
dinner shifts. So there'd be those five hour shifts, you know, you're waitressing, you're bartending. That's what I was doing right before I quit on the spot and moved home. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. To, yeah. To make yourself feel better. Yeah. hundred percent. That's so it worked out. Luckily. Yeah. I mean, I would, I don't know. What percent of people do you think actually gain fame from just trying it out? TikTok. Um, I'd say quite a few. TikTok's a really good, it's the first app besides Vine, when Vine was the thing, that anyone can become famous. Obviously, you're not, unless you push past it, you're not going to hit Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes, Kardashians, whatever. You can. It's a good outlet into doing something like that. But a lot of people, you know, they have 500,000 followers, a million followers, 2 million followers. You grow that and then you use that to expand in other directions. So like, you know, if I wanted to be an artist, not very good at singing, maybe I take singing lessons. I don't know. I could expand into that. Modeling, acting, it's all a gateway. But you have those numbers. You have that, that TikTok fame, that social media fame that helps push you farther in so you, right. you know justin bieber is probably the most famous singer right now i'd say and who doesn't know justin bieber pushes you that direction yeah yeah i don't know who doesn't know justin bieber they must be exactly. living under a rock yeah and a lot of tiktokers have pushed into the music industry that just started as normal people on tiktok a year ago Jaden hostler i don't know if you know who that is <laughs> he's he just he just blew up on TikTok. He's from like Louisiana. Now he's an artist. He's working with Machine Gun Kelly. I also don't know if you know who that is. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And like all these artists. And it all started with TikTok. It's following. Now he's an artist. He's getting bigger and bigger. Pretty sure he's on the top 100 billboards already at 19. All from TikTok. That's crazy. It is. It's, it's crazy what <laughs> that this app does for people. It's insane. Right. Like one little thing that when you went into it it was just for fun like you were bored or like i know you had aspirations yeah. before but did you think yeah. that this would be the way to complete um, your goals yeah I, I figured i knew that there's this would could lead me to my goals I, you know i used to watch Jaden hall so i've seen how he went from a lot of those kids that are really big now go from just a normal person to something. So I knew that obviously quarantine helped. I started it. It was easier in quarantine. So I wasn't seeing anyone because I was worried about what people would think. Cause TikTok, TikTok gets hated on, you know, especially from where I'm from, you know, it's a lot of small towns. Like they don't even know anything to do with social media. They don't. So as soon as they see someone from their town, like me starting it, you're going to get made fun of harassment, bullying, so it was easier because I was in quarantine. So I wasn't seeing anyone to get bullied. Yeah. yeah. No so. one's going to call you on the phone and say, Exa hey, I saw you on TikTok. Exactly. Except I feel like people have done that a few times. Really? Yeah. I just saw you on my For You page. Why you posted TikToks now? Was that awkward? No, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Just you just start out by saying you're bored. I'm bored. So I'm shooting videos. But it was always more than that from the start. I knew that. 
Right. When did you first decide that you wanted to, I guess, be famous, be known? Like, were you young? Um, no, I wasn't young, I'd say. I don't know, probably high school, maybe. No, it'd be grade 12. That's when I... What made you want to do that? Like, I know a lot of people um, think about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, that'd be nice, but, like... Uh, MagCon. What's that? It's, um, it was a group of boys who blew up on social media. With, I think it was Vine at the time. A lot of them blew up. A lot of them started Instagram early. They, were, they had a big social media following. Cameron Dallas. I don't know if you know who that is. He is huge. Got really big through social media and Vine. And they came up with a Netflix documentary um, to do with Cameron Dallas. And it was about his journey with MagCon, which was a group of guys that had a big following. And they travel throughout the States. I think they even traveled throughout Europe because their social media following was that big. And they do like little shows. They go on stage, talk to fans. And they did a Netflix documentary on it. I watched it. I saw how cool it was, what they were doing. Having a following, you know, having fans, having people like look up to you, having people admire you. So that kind of got me into it. I was like, that'd be, that's, I would love to do that. I'd love for that to be turned into a job. And then I kind of just, it went from there. Right. So from my perspective, I guess like a, a therapist perspective for someone to want everyone to love you, which I know that probably sounds intense, but do you feel like you were lacking that? Um, I don't think, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. You know, like you have your, you have your friends, you have your family, they love you. And I, I don't think I necessarily ever really felt unloved but I knew that I wanted to have like an impact at like an, in, like a global level, you know, like I wanted people, I wanted fans kind of sounds conceited, honestly, if I listen to the fight, you said yeah. it, not me. <laughs> I know. And it does sound conceited and, I, and it always will, but I mean, that's, you know, it's cool to have people that want to see you succeed. You know, fans want to see, the people they look up to succeed. And I've noticed that, you know, the bigger I get, I have, I've generated a fan base. And you, I, when I, anytime I'm on, a, I'm doing a live, because I go on live on TikTok, so you can, you know, you can be more open with them. You, they can get to know you. I've noticed the support level is crazy. It's like, they want to see you succeed. Is, is, are the majority of your fans female? Yeah, 91%. 91%. Or 92. 92. 8% male. On TikTok, anyway. Instagram is a little more even, surprisingly. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's definitely... Why do you think that is? Um, my content's pretty... I don't even know how to put it. It's definitely pointed in the direction of a female. I kind of went to the, can I swear on this podcast? Probably not. Sure. Why not? Okay. I went to the, the more of the, like the fuck boys side of TikTok. It's like the, yeah, which is what most do. 
guys. So I feel like, I mean, what guy is going to want to watch me do a thirst trap in a bathroom mirror or POBs, which I've done? Like, I wouldn't even watch myself. I don't even watch myself after I post them. Really? Never? (laughs) Sometimes, well, I mean, I'll go to the video to reply to comments, see how it's doing, and I'll see it play. But I don't think I've actually sat down just looked and watched through the whole video. I watched through it right before I post it once, mm-hmm. once or twice. Check it. Oh, yeah, I like that. Post it. But after it's posted, that's it. Is it cringy for you? Yeah, 100%. It's, I don't know. When I started it, when I look back, it was it was cringy starting. Where I'm at now, it's kind of, you learn to be more comfortable in front of a screen. So then it becomes less cringy. Like you can do cringy things, but if you do it confidently, it's less cringy in the sense. Like it's cringy, but because you're confident doing it, which I am now, like it's not, I don't, I'm not embarrassed by those videos. I don't really watch them, but I don't find it cringy because it's like kind of my identity now. Mm -hmm. But 100% at the start, even when I go back and look at old videos, I delete some. Couldn't even watch them. I was like, this is embarrassing. So bad. Yeah. (laughs) So. That's great, though. I mean, I feel like just getting used to being on camera in general is not easy. No, it definitely takes, it takes time. And now when I shoot videos, you know, I don't, I don't cringe at myself when I'm shooting them. No matter how on paper cringy they are, because you're just comfortable in front of the camera. You know, you don't even think it's weird. Just do it now. Right. Yeah. What would you say helped you really blow up? Um, POVs, point of views, acting, almost like skits. Mm-hmm. And you you put a song behind it, type out words, basically writing a little video storybook. Yeah, and they're usually but, pretty short. Yeah, 15 to usually start out as shooting 15 seconds. Sometimes you can, you know, you can do a 30 second video goes up to 60 seconds but yeah like a little short skit and that blew me up i I just stuck with that i don't know a lot of people pov povs are a really good way for someone to blow up on tiktok once you get bigger i feel like you have to get more into the the dancing side of things you know that's where it's just usually what most of the big tiktokers do there's the sway house the hype house it's mostly just dancing you know they're not doing povs but pov is a good way to build your following up and that's what i did i just stuck to it it became like my niche so when people were following me they knew what they were going to get mm-hmm. right i'm maybe i'm dumb to this but why are the dancing videos so popular i don't i don't get it um maybe you could help me understand that because i'm they're not terribly know. elaborate. They seem like if you practice, anybody could probably figure it out. Oh, 100%. And le- I mean, obviously, the people with the dancing backgrounds, Charlie D'Amelio, whatever, whoever else, they're going to be better at it. But like, even I post dances sometimes, it's pretty easy to learn. It's not like you need to be a dancer to do TikTok dances. But I guess it's just satisfying to watch. And it kind of, yes. I don't know, Charlie D'Amelio was the one who really brought dancing into TikTok. And that's what made her so big. 
So that was kind of what got it started. And I mean, it depends how you're portraying yourself when you dance. Sometimes people like it because guys are, you know, you're sexualizing a dance. Girls are sexualizing the dance. It's going to get views. People are going to like it. So, I mean, it, it depends. Yeah, it it depends on some people like the dance. You know, there's dancers on the app that you want to watch them because it's like it's crazy. Like these dance, yeah, it's a TikTok dance, but it's these these guys are good. These girls and guys are good, and obviously they're gonna sexualize it a little bit. I mean, that's pretty much what you have to do. Like what side of like a movie, TV series, who doesn't sexualize stuff? It's what works. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean that's I feel like that's why everything does so well. Everything is sexualized I feel like most things anyway social media wise yeah yeah just media in general yeah do you feel like that clashes with any of your morals at all um I don't know I try to not necessarily but I feel like in a sense I've tried I know where my fan base lies and it's it's a weird it's weird age groups but I know I do know that with TikTok and with becoming a social media star, your some of your fan base is going to be like young. Like I know that some of my fan base is ten to fifteen. Wow, that's like really young. I know it's great. Like my brother's eleven, and he when I come home, he's like, "I there's kids at school that are freaking out that I'm your brother." Oh, that's so cute. I know it's 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 crazy, but I know that there's young ones. So it's in some sense, you know, certain videos you got to try and keep it pg but i mean no one it's hard because you got to attack the whole audience you know that's the weird thing about social media because you got girls on instagram that are instagram stars they're posting bikini pics they're sexualizing the shit out of their posts but a lot of their followers are going to be some 12 year olds i don't know it's hard you feel like it goes against everyone's morals a little bit but i don't know sometimes you gotta do it it is what it is. I mean, if yeah. your parents are going to let you download TikTok and Instagram at 10 or 9 or however old you are, I mean, I didn't even have a phone then, but it's the new generation. You're going to get what you get. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. I never had a phone. I didn't even know. I didn't, I didn't even have Vine. I know about it now. Right. But I didn't even have Vine at the time. I didn't know anything about that. But now all these kids are 12 to 15 going crazy on social media i know and they look so old that's what blows my mind i'm like gosh you look like you're in your 20s i know it's weird how i don't know what it is with just some the new generation it's like they just look older than everyone before them my generation we didn't look like that at 15 it's almost i feel it's got to be the social media aspect of it you can see people older than you if I'm 12 years old and I'm going on my phone and I'm seeing this guy post this Instagram photo this TikTok he's dressed like this I can you can make yourself have a glow up like you can copy almost what they're doing with their style that young makes you look older right whereas social media I didn't have a phone I didn't know how to dress just dress with my parents you know you follow your parents now people are following social media on how to dress how to look how to do your hair that's a good point or like yeah. maybe maybe even follow your social circle yeah whoever exactly. you hang out with so-and-so yeah. with that shirt so i need one of them yeah i was always kind of an outcast with that stuff though 
Well, it's interesting that you were an outcast and now you're not. Yeah. It was crazy. I was, yeah, I don't know if I'd say, I don't know. I, I was always like through high school or my hometown, I was definitely popular. I was on the popular side, I guess. That also sounds conceited. I hate talking about that stuff. But like, it's almost like the in the movies, you know, you have your those movies in the high school, you got the popular kids, you got the jocks, whatever. I was definitely on the popular side if we were looking at it from a movie standpoint. But definitely nothing like this. This is a lot crazier. Do you have people notice you? Um yeah. Yeah, there's been a few. I've had a couple photos. That's that exciting. It is. It is. It's it's cool. It's interesting. I know it'll get bigger and bigger. It's nothing crazy right now. You need to be huge to start getting crazy notice in public. But it, there's been a few times, which is interesting. It's crazy to think. I don't. I don't know. I never thought that I'd have someone come up to me saying, "Oh, you're Terrell. Can I get a photo with you?" That must be a. Uh... I don't know. Would you say it's humbling? A little bit? I would. Yeah, I think so. Oh I'd say so. It is. It's, it's, it is 100%. It's crazy. It's also almost scary in a way. Scary how? Well, because I, like, people just notice you now, you know? You feel like, it's but not for me necessarily right now. I mean, I've only been noticed a few times, but the bigger you get, like, walking down the street, you, you know, like, you can't even pick your nose. Someone will see it. Not that I pick my nose. Well, just kidding. But not that I do that. But, you know, you can't, there's less privacy. Yeah. Walking, walking down the street doing something, someone's going to see you. The bigger you get, paparazzi, for all those TikTok stars, the bigger they get in LA. It's nuts. Right. So I'm kind of expecting that as I work towards that. Definitely going to move to LA soon. Really? You really want yeah. to do that? California's crazy right now. <laughs> I know. I I probably I'm gonna have to do it during this whole quarantine COVID thing because it's never it's not gonna end for a long time. Yeah. So I mean that's just how it's gonna go. But yeah, LA. I mean I don't know LA Hollywood. That's the place you have to be. Anything to do with movies, modeling, social media, or New York, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. So where you got to be, you got to go where you got to go to benefit yourself in what you want to do. So I got LA. What's the process to move from Canada to here? That's a good question. I have no idea. <laughs> I know that I need a, you need a work visa. It's easier if you get signed with a talent agency. A lot of talent agencies sign TikTokers, social media stars. And I feel like they help a lot with the process of moving kids from Canada over to the States. You know, there's a lot of TikTok houses or content houses, they call them. And there's a few kids from Canada that are in LA right now living there. So I feel like once you have that manager, it helps a lot. You need a work visa. You need, it's probably a paperwork to fill out, but you get over there. And then as soon as you go back to Canada, you have to quarantine. Now, anyway. Yeah. But. Well, you might not go back for a while if you're busy. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd want to live there for a while probably i don't know forever maybe well that's not... we'll see see how it goes down the road 
Yeah. Yeah. It's really expensive. So just keep yeah. that in mind. Um, most, most talent agencies pay for most of the house. Well, for the kids, they get lucky. That's convenient. It is. Yeah. They, they, it's crazy. Do you think these talent agencies like force them to make videos? I would say in a, yeah, hundred percent, depending on the manager, you know, you, you need your clients to succeed because they got, they also have to make money off you somehow. I'm not mm-hmm. going to buy this house for you, all this stuff. So yeah, you definitely need to be consistent as if it was a job, you know, wake up, you're going to shoot YouTube videos, you know, you're making YouTube content, you're growing, you're following all that stuff. But these AirPods are going to die. I have to grab my headphones. Okay. What do you think? Your biggest strength is? My biggest strength? That's a tough one. I feel like... Actually, you know what? I know what it is. I feel like... And I've been told this by other people. My biggest strength is doing things for myself without a worry of what other people are going to think. That's huge. It's a hard thing. No matter what you do, yeah. not even to do with social media, the hardest thing is you're all, people are always constantly worried about other people's opinions, you know, with the way you dress, like anything you're doing, you know, if you're going against what is normal, mm-hmm. which I've always done with certain things, whether it's clothing stuff, people are going to hate on you, stuff like that. So I feel like that's what I'm really good at. I'd, I'd never care what anyone thinks. I just do me, which is also helps with TikTok. You have to, when you become, when you're in front of everyone, you're a social media star, you have all these followers, you can't care what people think because there's gonna, always going to be people trying to pull you down, hating on you. So I think I'd say that's my biggest strength. And you've always had that? That's just part of you? Or is that something that you had to learn? Something I had to learn. How'd you do that? Probably in the past two years. But before, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's, I feel like it's something you, everyone has to learn. It's hard not to care about other people's opinions, you know? So I feel like, yeah, 100% growing up, you're always worried about what anyone's thinking. Oh, are they going to like this outfit? Oh, blah, blah, blah. What are these people thinking about me? But once you get to that point, I feel like it's also a maturity thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But... Once you get to that point, if you learn to not care what people think, then it just becomes, life becomes almost easier in a sense because it's easier to strive for whatever you want to do. If you don't care what anyone thinks you do this, do that. Because other people's opinions are what's going to hold you back if you care about them. So if someone wanted to learn how to do that, what would be your advice for them? Um, that's a tough one. That's hard because... I don't know if there's any, I don't necessarily say there'd be any way of going about, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all, it starts with your mindset. Like you gotta, you know, controlling your mind. Cause it's, a, it's the mind aspect. Again, if you care about people's opinions, learn to control your mind and not care because there's no point in caring. But I'd also say that it goes hand in hand with self love. Like you have to be confident in yourself, not to care what people think. And the hardest thing that's probably the hardest thing for anyone to do is to love themselves or to be confident in themselves. When you look in the mirror, you're confident with who you are. 
And that's going to go hand in hand with not caring what people think. You have to be confident in yourself. You know, I'm going to wear black nail polish. Am I confident enough in myself to not care what people think and do what I, what I like? Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's how you got to go about it. You got to learn how to love yourself, which most everyone preaches now. You know, I feel like it's become normalized more, you know, love yourself, be confident. But most people don't realistically. It's hard. No. I didn't. <clears throat> I think um, people who do love themselves, they're definitely of a special breed. Yeah. It's like just naturally. The ones who don't really have to work at it. Yeah, 100%. I'm jealous I feel of like... those people. <laughs> yeah. Um, you just got to learn to be happy with where you're at. Love yourself. Be confident in what you're doing mm-hmm. and who you are. And then that's kind of leads into you not worrying about people's opinions. Cause you're like, you almost, I don't know. It's kind of sounds conceited, but like you almost like everyone's the best at something. You have to know you're the best. Like whenever you're doing something like, you know, you, you almost got to be like, I feel like this is one thing I always say. And I'm, and I, this is my, obviously it's an opinion, but I feel like, you know, people are always like, don't be cocky and obviously don't go around, you know, be humble is key. But if you're not a little bit cocky, even in just in your head with something, then what are you doing? Like you, everyone's cocky at some point or another, whether it's, you're saying it to just one person or you're going to be a full blown, you know, cocky person and talk about with everyone. But if you're just in your head. You know, you got to be confident and you can't really be confident without being a hint of cocky. Like pe- people always say this, you can be caught. Co- there's a difference between confident and cocky, but mm-hmm. they go hand in hand. Like you got to be, you're confident, but sometimes if, you know, if you're ever, when you're doing something, know in your head, like I can pull this off, you know, love yourself. Obviously don't, you know, it's, it's important to be cocky in your head. If you're going to be, you know, you need that little bit, that confidence, yeah. but in your head, be humble yeah. But know that you're good at something. Know that you're good enough. Love yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's a hard thing to explain because as soon as you bring in cocky, like, you can't be cocky. But yeah. I mean, everyone is at some point or another. Just keep it in your head. Yeah. Well, that's good advice for people who are trying to, they're on their self-love journey. Yeah. 100%. What do you say your biggest downfall is? Like, like the worst mm. aspect of you. Worst aspect. Mm-hmm. It's tough because I can think of things before counseling. What do you mean? But I feel, well, like, I feel like as you grow, you know, there's different, you, you learn to work on different things, but you can never perfect yourself. You're always chasing to be better. Mm-hmm. So I feel like before counseling, I had a lot of anger issues too before. And I feel like that was my biggest downfall that correlated into relationships just always fighting, like getting mad over dumb stuff, you know, that's sh- the short temper. But now after counseling, I w- that's, you know, you work on those things too, which I did. I worked on the mental health, the- anything that I didn't like about myself, I just worked on it. Mm-hmm. So now as w- where I'm at right now, I would say oh, that's a t- I feel like it might be positivity. I'm positive, but I can get in my own head and I can be negative. I won't walk around just being like, 
negative to everyone but a lot of times you know sometimes with close friends or just like in my own head I'm like something goes wrong and I it's it's hard to stay positive when things go wrong right which obviously for anyone it's hard to do but I for me I feel like that's the biggest thing I struggle with is always staying positive there's always going to be you know shit that happens to you you're always going to fall off a little bit there's always going to be failures which is a part of life but it's you have to be able to stay positive through it all. And I know that I struggle with that right now. I can get negative on myself. I can get negative on situations. So I'd say that's the biggest thing. Is that where, um, where you were at a few days ago? Yeah. hundred well, percent. Still right now. <laughs> I wouldn't say I, 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 it comes in spurts. I'm, my mind is, I'm really good at controlling my mind now. So I'll have those days. I'll just be completely negative which I was today. I'm not today. I'm like, it's going to get better. I know where I'm going with this. I know my goals. I know the business side of what I'm doing. So then, you know, you kind of learn to be positive, but I feel like sometimes I feel like you, for anyone, you're going to have those days where it's just like, you know, you, you almost don't believe in yourself. There's always those days, those, those little setbacks, but you just kind of got to pick yourself up, you know, how do you pick yourself up? What do you do? Um, meditate. Sometimes not, in, not in a traditional way. Like maybe some people, when you look at meditating, you're thinking you're just going to sit in the dark or sit and actually like meditate. But a lot of times I put on a show, vampire diaries, of course, of course, or just, music and i'll just sometimes i'll just sit there and think you know like i'll just like control my mind think about stuff think, know that it's going to be better you just it's all like trying to be positive like you got to think positive and to me that's like my meditation it's like me sitting there taking time to just think for a second because if you're always busy especially with how social media is for me now it's it doesn't look busy because it's like oh he's not he doesn't even have to go to work to do anything but it's <laughs> yeah. mentally busy you always you never take time to just like relax and sit back and think so for me if i'd put on a movie or an episode a tv series or play music and i just sit there and like think about certain things i have to do how to be positive about it where i want to go with certain things that's me kind of calming myself down meditating in my own sense i would still consider that meditating yeah I don't know. I once heard a guy, he said, you can even meditate at a stoplight. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do what works for you. Yeah. I feel like that's daydreaming. Well. Hmm. Maybe meditating. I don't know. I don't know how fast or how long these stoplights are. It depends where you are, I think. Yeah. I've that's true. Yeah. You're in the big. Yeah. Fair enough, actually. I'm not in the big city. No. Me I was in the middle of nowhere. Um, um, let's see. Who are the most inspirational people for you? Who do you look up to? Um, my mom, for sure. I feel like that's a given. That's, that's such a cliche thing to say. I look up to my mom, but I'd say, um, Justin Bieber and the Sway House. 
So Justin Bieber, I don't need to explain myself on that. That's just, you know, the things he's done, how he's grown as a person through all the stuff. I look up to him. I want to kind of get to where he is. Obviously not where he, no one's going to, he's just like next level. I don't even know. It's impossible. <laughs> but to get to that point where, you know, you're like, you have this fame, you're successful. And now he's gone through hard things. He knows how to handle it. So I look up to that. I watch those documentaries on him all the time. And then the Sway House is the group of TikTok guys. It's probably the biggest, like, it's the biggest guy house. You know, all of them have millions of followers. And my goal has always been to get to the Sway House, get in it. So I kind of look up to them. I see what they're posting. They're doing so good with social media, creating brands, building businesses, angel investing, investing in businesses. So I kind of look for that where you turn your fame into, you know, your famous but you're an entrepreneur as well. You're, you're a businessman, but you're famous. So I look up to them. I just, I'm always trying to learn, see what they're doing, try to get myself to that point. Right. So I'd say those three. Does it scare you that Justin Bieber, um, maybe not so much now, but he's kind of a little messed up? Yeah. Like I feel um, bad for him. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't scare me. I, I, it's, it makes sense. Like, well, he was really young too. Yeah. And I felt I've seen his documentaries to do with the mental health, the new one he came out with, the YouTube originals. And it's very similar to stuff that I've gone through. I know, I know how it goes. And it's, it makes, it doesn't scare me. It's, it's what's going to come with the bigger you get. It's, it's hard having your life not private. You know, everything's public. Anything you do is public. The bigger you get, everything's public. So I know that's going to always be hard. But I mean, if you love what you're doing, I guess, I mean, it's worth it. Yeah. It goes back to that outweighing the, the good outweighing the bad. Yeah. 100%. Um, how do you engage in self-care? I mean, obviously, Self it's really important. But what do you do? That is a good question. Self-care. I feel like for me, self-care is taking time to step back from everything I'm doing and to, like I said, watch movies or even sleep in. I feel like, which sounds like, oh, that's not self-care. But, like, for me, I'm always up early. I'm always worried about following. Like, I wake up at 7, look at TikTok, look at Instagram, shower, shoot videos. But, you, the, like, it's rare that there will be a day that I sleep in past, like, 8. So, I feel like self-care for me is, like, I'm going to still shoot videos that day because I'm never going to miss a day of shooting videos. I have before if I'm super busy or I'm, like, on a trip. But I'm never going to miss it. But if I just sleep in, I'll shoot them later. I won't be worried about it. Sleep in, watch a show, think, don't go on my phone. For me, that's self-care. Going to the gym, you know, focusing on diet sometimes, not eating McDonald's. Hard. Not, yeah. So I, that to me, that's me taking care of myself. You know, especially the... Um, the athletic standpoint of it staying like healthy you know going to the gym working out that helps to me that self-love because 
even in quarantine, when I first started TikTok and I was dealing with the mental health, I didn't go to the gym. And I feel like that messes up. If you're just sitting doing nothing all day, you're not working out, you're not eating somewhat properly. Obviously, you're not going to eat insane, especially at my age. You know what 21 year olds just goes hard at diets, but <laughs> keeping it kind of clean, your diet, your lifestyle, that's like me taking care of myself. So I'd say those. Yeah. That's good self-care and um, putting away the phone that stood out to me because that's hard. Yeah. That's rare. I'm not going to lie to you. That's like, that's super rare. I do it sometimes, but it's, it's very, very rare. How rare? Like once a month, less than that. No, I I probably do it. I'll probably put my phone down like once a day, but I'll put it down for like an hour or two hours where I just don't even think about it or go on it, which is like, that's not putting your phone away. But I mean, I'm on my phone like constantly. So me putting it away for an hour, two hours or going to the gym and not going on it, you know, just playing music, having my pocket. It's like a, it's like a meditation. It's like, I'm just focused on me. I'm focused on the gym. I'm focused on this TV series. You just let your mind relax. So that's, I kind of do it once a day. Just, you know, I've done what I need to do. I don't need to be scrolling on my phone. I don't need to be scrolling on Instagram or TikTok or on Snapchat, whatever app people use Twitter. So I'll just put it down. Yeah. Just be in the present for a little bit. Exactly. hundred percent. I feel like that helps with your mental health too. And your anxiety, just take a, a breath from your phone. Because most kids are on their phone. That's why depression, anxiety is so high with kids. It's because they're always on their phone. Like, yeah, they may be laying in bed and that's, they're resting, but they're on their phone. They're not letting, they're, you know, you need time where you just like sit back. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're physically resting mentally. Yeah. Mentally not resting. And I feel they're like going you, crazy. you need to, yeah. And you need to, you need to rest your mind. Mm-hmm. so that's i i try to do that as much as i can that's big yeah um let's see do you do you ever have anybody have like misconceptions about you do yeah you feel all the time like what um like debunk some of them for us me uh cocky douchebag that's the one I hear the most. Um, conceited. All and it and it makes sense to me because like, if you don't know who I am and you're seeing me from afar or from the screen, like there's no if ends or buts that I'm not going to look like a douchebag. Any of us social media stars aren't because we're post we're sexualizing stuff. You know we're using tools to push things out that's you know that looks douchey, which you know in the real so, world I mean, in the real world because people don't really act like that in the real world i mean some people do but some people do yeah no I, and obviously i don't act like that in the real world and the fans ask me that too i get questions like are you this freaky or whatever they want to say as in you are in your videos and obviously that's not the case like it's like the same thing as with actors in movies you know they're playing a part you know, obviously I'm not playing this lead part on this Netflix movie, but I'm playing a part in that skit or in that video of like being confident in yourself, which I am, but you're like kind of pushing it more, you know, you're 
over-exaggerating the confidence, the cockiness, whatever, which does well. People like to see it. Girls, anyway, sometimes. Guys don't. You get that misconception. Oh, he's... I couldn't imagine him in person. He's such a douchebag. He's so cocky. He's full of of himself, blah, blah, blah. Which is not the case. And there's a lot of times where I meet people or make friends with people. And once they hang out with me or talk to me, they're like, okay, he's not a conceited douchebag. (laughs) I mean, that's usually what it is. Right. Well, I don't think I thought that of you before, but I definitely don't now. Yeah. So it's usually it's more the the guy side, the standpoint of it, you know, guys are usually really judgmental of other guys. And I feel like it's like girls too, you know, girls can be judgmental with other girls. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think that's those you are the think huge they're jealous? Um yeah. I think jealousy is jealousy is usually 90% of the reason why anyone's hating on anyone, bullying anyone. Jealousy is like the most common aspect of humans. Like who doesn't get jealous? It's just like, that's the thing. And what do you do when you get jealous? You try to bring them down. So I, yeah, I'd confidently say it's jealousy and not saying it in the conceited like, Oh yeah, they're jealous of me. I'm doing this with my life, but that is what it is. And I get jealous of people too. People that are bigger than me, they're doing good. Obviously I'm not going to bring them down because <laughs> You know, you got to support one another. But people that are really on the outside, they're going to bring you down. They're going to be jealous. But that's, I mean, it's not a big deal. It doesn't bug me. It's just life. Like, it's, everyone's going to be jealous of something. So when it comes to handling that, you just brush it off your shoulder? Yeah. That's, that's all you can do. I mean, you don't really need to let it phase you. You know, people are going to be jealous. People are going to hate on you. Whatever. Obviously, you you have it is a mindset though to control it too because sometimes if you you know you're doing well and people bring you down, it can make you cocky. You know, I've seen videos of people being cocky. You know, celebrities, social media stars like the Sway House, all those big names. It it can make you cocky sometimes because you're like, I'm famous. I'm you know where I'm at now. If someone calls you out, you're gonna be like, you know, you're gonna say something to them to do with you like being cocky. So I feel like you need to step away from that. Let them just hate on you and just know in your head, like be cocky in your head. That's what it all is. Be cocky in your head. Know that you're doing something better than they are. If they're make, if they're trying to bring you down, but don't, you don't say anything, which is tough. Cause I mean, I've done it too. I've said stuff. I've been cocky. Most people have, but it's better if you just, you learn as you go. It's better to keep it in your head and just know you're doing good things. You're happy where you're at. They're going to hate you. Don't say anything. Just let them hate, which is hard, but that's the best way to go about it. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to just ignore them. Yeah. That's the best thing to do is just ignore stuff like that. Hate, just ignore it. It's hard, though. It is. So do you want to rebuttal back? But there's no point. That's what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. It's like the bullies in high school. Well, yeah. elementary school too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else are you working on? Are you working on anything um, other than TikTok? Um, I do. I'm working on a merch line right now. So that'll be really cool. I do have 
um, idea set up. We have like, we have basically have the whole like drop of the hoodies we're doing designs. We're still working on other designs. It's a lot of stuff. Website, getting it so it ships internationally. So that's something that's being worked on right now, which is stressful, I guess. And then, um, I'd say that's pretty much it, business standpoint. Besides, you know, there's brand deals coming in, bigger brand deals bigger opportunities so those things just come in as you go but and you said you're working on youtube right yeah i have all the stuff yeah took me a while i had to buy all the stuff you got you know you need i had to buy a mic i have the camera now so we'll probably start soon and it's hard i gotta hire an editor to pay someone to edit the videos which is i don't know tough you gotta find someone that does it good because we want i want my videos to do well get good hit a million subscribers on youtube whatever has to be done so that's that's pretty much it with for what's being worked on right now i'd say that's enough yeah i mean (laughs) you don't have to do it all you can't yeah yeah we're taking it day by day the instagram and tiktok lockout put a little bit of setback but we'll get back into it and then we'll go. So we'll, once that happens, that'll be easier. Did TikTok ever tell you why they, would they ban you? Um, violating guidelines during a live, I think, which is weird because I don't know of anything that I did, but who knows? There could be little things that in the guidelines that, you may have did. I don't even know. I honestly didn't know. I've been talking with them about it. I think it's going to be fine. I, did, I had no idea what I did, but I think it was something to do with the lives. I don't know. They don't so, tell you? They don't explain it very well, which I mean, I don't blame them. Instagram and TikTok are pretty big. It's hard for them to reach out one-on-one and explain everything. So, but yeah, I, I guess that was the case. Hmm. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> but as 100%. long as it gets fixed. Yeah. We're okay. That's what we're hoping for for sure. Right. Um, I mean that's all I have. Do you have any questions for me or um I don't think so. I also forgot I was working on um a business thing with isogenics. That's the other thing I'm working on. And what's which that? Which is it's a supplement company that I'm building around myself. So it's like they sell the supplements, but I'm also, I'm an executive with them, which a lot of people can do. And you build customers through your website that's connected to their isogenics. And that's where I profit off of. So I'm working on that. I've always taken isogenics. I just started the business side point. My mom does it as well. So that's why I've, I've always been exposed to isogenics. It's like my favorite supplement ever. So I got behind it trying to build a little, it's like a side business almost, I guess you could say. You're just finding a bunch of different avenues. Yeah. You know, you just want those, those incomes coming in yeah. from all these directions. So I'm working on that right now. But other than that, yeah, that's it. The merch and the isogenics. Hey, that's, like I said, that is enough. Yeah. <laughs> other than the stuff you already have going. Yeah. 
So, just taking it day by day. Right. right. Yeah. It's hard to do that. It is. It's, it, it is tough. <laughs> it's the mind uh, game. Thank you very much for coming Yeah, on. thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was fun, actually, to talk about social media, mental health, normalizing, that type of thing. Yeah, that's the intention. Um, yeah. Just let people know it's okay to struggle. Yeah. That, you grow always grow from it. Yeah. And it doesn't end either. No. Never. No. no. But you learn how to deal with it. Like most things. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Right. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Go show Terrell some love and support. All his social media will be linked below or on our Instagram. Hope you'll join us next time. Thank you.